0: Happy Sunday, Easter Sunday. This is our Super Bowl Sunday as Christians because this is the day that our Lord conquered death. He destroyed death today, Easter Sunday. So I'm really excited because we're going to look at Luke chapter 24 and the road to Emmaus, which is just my one of my favorite, favorite verses and scriptures in the Bible, where Jesus shows us where he's found in all of the Old Testament. All right. So let's uh, let's take a look, and we're going to go and, and take a look at where we are in our timeline first, right? We always want to do that. We want to see um, where we are in our timeline. So w- here we see B.C.A.D. We know that Jesus was crucified at 32 A.D. We don't count the 0 A.D. We know he was 33 years old. And uh, here we see that, um, and right here at 32 A.D., we see that this is when Jesus was resurrected and uh three days after being crucified and he he was killed paying for all of our sins and he walks on a road to emmaus so let's get into the scripture and by the way i did write a book on it uh road to emmaus um you can check that out at amazon if you would like and it just goes into detail about this uh this message so all right here we go guys so luke chapter 24 records jesus uh Doing this very thing on resurrection Sunday, the very day he was resurrected from the dead. So here we go. Verse 13, Luke chapter 24. That very day, two of them were going to a village village named Emmaus, about seven miles from Jerusalem. And they were talking with each other about all the things that had happened. And while they were talking and discussing together, Jesus himself drew near and went with them, but their eyes were kept from recognizing him. So he's in disguise. He's not letting these guys know uh, who he is yet. All right, so then it continues in verse 17. And he said to them, What is this conversation that you are holding with each other as you walk? And they stood still looking sad. So they were just pausing. Imagine them kind of looking down, very sad. And then one of them named Cleopas answered him, are you the only visitor to Jerusalem who does not know the things that have happened here, there in these days? He's like, Oy vey, right? So here's a picture of what the scene may have looked like. This is a watercolor I did. and I just thought it was, uh, here we are, the three of them. It's probably in the afternoon, late afternoon, here in the land of Israel. So uh, here we are in, in uh, verse 19. And he said to them, what things and they said to him concerning jesus of nazareth a man who was a prophet mighty indeed and word before god and all the people and how our chief priests and rulers uh, delivered him to, up to be condemned to death and crucified him but we had hoped that he was the one to redeem israel and yes, and besides all this, it is now the third day since these things have happened. Interesting that he says the third day. And verse 22 it says, moreover, some of our some of the women of our company amazed us. They were at the tomb early in the morning, and th- and when they did not find his body, they came back saying that they had seen a vision of angels who said that he was alive. <laughs> And some of those who were with us went to the tomb and they found it just as the women had said, but him they did not see. So three days and these women have already told him that he was alive and they didn't believe him, obviously. And then Jesus says in verse 25, and he said to them, Oh, foolish ones and slow of heart to believe all the prophets had spoken, had spoken. Was it not necessary that the Christ should suffer these things and enter into his glory? Hmm. So he kind of rebukes them there, doesn't he? So then here we see that they're on this road, and then Jesus is opening up in the Old Testament right now. It's like a scroll was was hovering before them as he takes them through all of the Old Testament scriptures. So I'm gonna look at this timeline one more time. So here we are. It's it's um right here at 32 AD, and it's the day that Jesus was raised from the dead, and these men are walking with him. And by the way, if you'd like to subscribe to my channel, uh, I love to go through the Old Testament scriptures and show where we can find Jesus in all of these scriptures. If you're Jewish, it's in your he's in your Jewish Bible. He's your Messiah, and you're going to see that. All right, so here we go. Isaiah chapter 7, let's just look at this real quick. A virgin will conceive and bear a son, and you will call his name Emmanuel, which is God with us. Hmm. Isaiah was 700 years, he wrote this 700 years before the birth of Christ. Here you can see on the timeline that right around 700, there you see Isaiah. And then 600 was Daniel. Right around 600 to 500, we see Zechariah, prophets uh, of old who wrote much of the New Testament. So, excuse me, the Old Testament. All right. So, Isaiah chapter 9 says, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, And the government will be on his shoulders, and his name will be Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, and the Prince of Peace. Wow. Such a powerful, powerful picture. These are names of the Messiah, names of Jesus. Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, and Prince of Peace. Remember that Jesus says, when you've seen me, you have seen the Father. Uh, Because him and the father were one and the same, even though they are two separate personalities. It's hard for us to understand that. That's what the triune God is all about. All right. So let's uh, take a look at this next scripture. This is Isaiah 53. So Isaiah was one of the, he was probably one of the main, main prophets. Him, Daniel, uh, Jeremiah, Ezekiel. These guys were the big hitter. And Zechariah, I believe too, were the big hitter prophets. Prophets of uh, the Old Testament. So Isaiah 53, check this out. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement for our peace was upon him. And with his stripes, we are healed. In other words, when he was scourged by the Romans, his flesh ripped open, torn open. And by those stripes, we, us humans who receive Jesus as our Lord and Savior, are healed wow this is isaiah written 700 years before jesus was even born so amazing you guys and then here we had to remember isaiah 7 a virgin will conceive and bear a son and you will call his name emmanuel which is god with us and so that's what we see and i'm going to look at it right here in the timeline again but jesus was born of mary at 32 a.d and we see that he was the Messiah, was the Messiah. And here we see him showing that, I believe, on the road to Emmaus, he was showing these two guys that scripture, I'm sure. But let's go back and look before that. Let's go back to Genesis chapter 3, the very, the, Be- the book of beginnings, written by Moses, the very first book of the Bible, chapter 3, where, where God's speaking to Satan after the fall of Adam and Eve when they sinned. And he says that, and I will put enmity between you and the woman, between her seed and your seed. And you, or he will crush your head, but you will bruise his heel. Now think about that for a minute. The seed of this woman, it goes down through Seth, all the way down through David, and then all the way down through Mary and Joseph. But Joseph wasn't his real father because we know that Jesus was conceived from a virgin, by the Holy Spirit, by God. So we know that uh, here we see that that the seed of this woman was Jesus. He was speaking of the Messiah, Genesis chapter 3. And we know that he, will, he crushed Satan's head when he was on the cross. He defeated the power of sin and death on that cross. And Satan bruised his heel. Did you know that what the position that someone dies in, it's called levidity? It's a medical term and they use it to do a lot of investigations and things like that. But the like if someone was dead on their side, there would be bruising on their side. Well, if someone died and they were standing like you would be on a cross in the upright position, your heels would be bruised. That's called lividity. It's a very uh, real thing they use today uh, in medical uh, medical stuff. So... It's really interesting to me. So then, let's let's skip forward. Let's just go all the way to Genesis chapter twenty-two. We see Isaac and Abraham, his father. So we see a father and a son going up the very mountain that later was the mountains of Jerusalem, Mount Moriah. And then we see the father and son going up. We see Isaac carrying the wood on his back. And then they get they on their way up. He says, "Father, father, where's the the lamb for the burnt offering?" He says God will provide himself the lamb. And they got up there to the top and before Abraham was was to sacrifice his son there was a ram suddenly caught in the thicket by its horns and the angel stopped Abraham said Abraham Abraham stop. And the ram was used for the sacrifice. But before that he was laying Isaac on the wood. Jesus was put on that wood and nailed to the cross. So we see a clear picture of the cross. Of Jesus in Genesis chapter 22 with Abraham and Isaac. Well, then later, Jacob's son, Yaakov in Hebrew, his son Joseph, which is Yosef in Hebrew, his most favored son, Joseph, the father's most favored son, he left Hebron to go check on his brothers who were the shepherds of the father's flock, but they were doing evil. And we know that he goes. He goes out and he sees his brothers. brothers see him from far away. They conspire to murder him, but yet they threw him into the pit. They stripped him of his tunic. Jesus was also stripped of his tunic, and they sold him for 20 pieces of silver. Jesus was sold for pieces of silver by Judas, which is where we get the name, the name derived from Judah. And Judah was the one that came up with a plan to sell Joseph for the pieces of silver, and they were both the price of a slave for their time. Well, then later, they hand him over to the Gentiles, and later Joseph is falsely accused, and he's put into that dungeon, that place of the condemned. But he tells two their fate. One was cursed forever. The other was restored to the king, right? Doesn't that speak of the cross, the two that were crucified with Jesus? And then later on, Joseph was raised up out of that place of the condemned, that dungeon, that pit. And they cleaned him, but they brought him before the throne. And he was the only one found worthy to reveal God's plan. A future time, a time of great abundance, a great harvest, and a time of great trouble over the face of the entire earth. And at that moment, the, he who sat on the throne gave Joseph a Gentile bride. All had to bow the knee except for he who sat on the throne. And then. That time of great harvest came. His Gentile bride was with him. There was this great harvest. And then there was a seven-year period of great trouble, the famine, right? And what happens during that time of trouble? Jacob sends his sons, the sons of Israel, the 12 uh, tribes of Israel. They come to Joseph. They're actually 11. They weren't complete. They come to Joseph. And Joseph, they didn't recognize him at first. Thought They thought he was long gone, out of their lives, dead long ago, right? But No. They didn't recognize him, but Joseph reveals who he is to them. <laughs> so good. This is a picture of Jesus in the future, my friends. And he says, I forgive you. He forgave them. He says, "Don't you meant it for evil, but God meant it for good to say, save many alive to this day. Wow. That's the future that we're going to see with the nation of Israel, my friend, someday. So it's just a beautiful picture. We see Jesus in all these stories of the Old Testament. We see him in Moses' story. Moses was actually a type of Christ. Did you know that just like Jesus, there was an evil Pharaoh, it says, that did not know Joseph, interestingly. It says that. So when, when Herod was uh, the king of Israel, he wasn't even a Jew, actually. He was uh, Edomite. And Herod didn't know God. And he tried to kill, he did kill, excuse me, all the baby boys in that region two years and younger trying to kill the Messiah, Jesus. Well, what was going on in Moses' story? The Pharaoh was killing all the baby boys in that region. Same story, right? And then later on, so this prince was raised up and then later on he reveals who he is to his brethren, his the nation of Israel, the Hebrews, and they rejected him. They said, who are you? Are you going to murder me too? And then, so, so what happens? Moses goes off. To a Gentile land. And there he sees seven Gentile women at a well. And he marries one of them. He has a Gentile bride. And then he's shepherding the father's flock with his Gentile bride. And then God speaks to him and says, I've heard the cries of my people Israel. He wasn't done with him. He still wanted to rescue him. So he sends Moses back to Egypt, which is a type of the world, right? So this is speaking of Jesus' future, God's plan to save the nation of Israel. And he goes back, even though he has a Gentile bride, he goes back and he performs all these plagues on on the uh, nation of Egypt and the Pharaoh who had a hard heart, who would not let his people go. They finally did after all these plagues and the people of Israel were freed and rescued. Picture of Jesus clearly. And then Joshua, same thing. Moses could not... Uh, he was represents the law, but he couldn't get the people into the promised land. Well, Joshua, which is the same name as Jesus, it's Greek. Joshua is Greek for Yeshua, which is Jesus. And he was able to bring them into the promised land. So we're seeing a picture of the future with Jesus in Joshua's story. Well, then later on we see David, right? So David, you know, there's much more, but David, uh, 1000 AD, wrote Psalm 22 which is like he was looking through the eyes of Jesus on the cross the details of the crucifixion were so clear and it's just amazing you guys so uh we see that and then later on we see all these prophets um you know Isaiah uh, Daniel Zechariah and so can you imagine having a recording of that Jesus walking with these two guys 7 miles I think it's about maybe an hour and a half or 2 hours where they can hear Jesus tell them where he's found in all of the scriptures, all of the the Hebrew Bible, the Jewish Bible. So good you guys. So happy Easter, happy uh resurrection day, the day that Jesus defeated and conquered death. Death has no more sting because if you're a believer in Jesus, you will not die. You will go to paradise with Him. If you don't know Him, you can get to know Him right now, right where you're at. It's a simple prayer. You're praying to God, and you're talking to God, and you're asking Him to forgive you of your sins, and that you believe in Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, and you choose to follow Him. You can do that with me right now, friend. If you'd like to do that, just pray these words right after me. All right? You're praying to God. Dear God, I know that I'm a sinner, and I am sorry for my sins. Please forgive me of my sins. I believe that Jesus died on the cross. In three days, I believe he rose from the dead, and I believe that he's at the right hand of the Father right now. Thank you for forgiving me of my sins. Help me to follow you. To follow Jesus as my Lord and Savior from this day forward. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, my friend. If you just prayed that prayer, congratulations. You are now a child of God. You belong to him. And uh Wow, comment below if you'd like because I'd just like to pray for you and let me know if you did pray that prayer. Hey, God bless you and happy Easter day. George Crabb signing out.